Welcome to College Town Talk. This is a new podcast from Tennessee Tech University with the help of our friends at the Cookville Putnam County Visitors Bureau, and we're so glad you're listening. I'm Jonathan Frank, News and Public Relations Director for Tennessee Tech, and the music you just heard in the opener is from our very own Tennessee Tech alumnus and local musician Andrew Buckner. Each week on this program, we'll be talking to Tennessee Tech faculty, staff, students, alumni, and the local small business owners and community leaders who make our home base here in Cookville, Tennessee's college town. And I'm thrilled to be joined for these conversations by my co-host and friend, Shan Stout, the Director of Tourism for the Cookville-Putnam County Visitors Bureau. Uh, Shan, I'm so excited to be working on this project with you, and I've told you this uh, before, I know, but I want to say how truly lucky we are to have you as part of this show. Jonathan, I know that's that's so gracious of you, but it is I that is so excited to be here. And our level of guests that we have coming up on all of our podcasts are so fantastic that you guys are wanna, you're going to want to hang on and uh, just enjoy the ride right along with us. Well, Shan, you're going to be a familiar name to many of our listeners because you do so much here in our community. Uh, You've got your work with the Visitors Bureau. You're a correspondent for a great local television show on WCTE. Uh, It's called Wish You Were Here, Adventures in the Upper Cumberland, and we encourage people to check that out. Uh, You won Emmy Awards for your work on advertisements with uh, Ascension St. Thomas in in a previous role. And we should point out that you are the proud mom of a current tech student. So with all of these demands on your schedule, what made you say yes to this project? Well, I absolutely love what Tennessee Tech brings to the table in our community. Cookville is a strong college town. And what that does for us from the tourism standpoint is big. What that does for the community when it comes to our tax dollars and all of the things It just has such a major impact. Plus, it's providing us with all these great college students that have skills and they have been trained to be able to work in the workplace and be professional. And it's just a benefit. When you are a great college town with Tennessee Tech at the helm, it is win, win, win all the way. And also, you brought up the fact that I have my oldest daughter in college at Tennessee Tech, and she has finally landed in a major. She is going into marketing, following in my footsteps, so I'm so very proud. And because she's in Cookville, you know, uh, about a year and a half ago, uh, I moved to Cookville and have always been a part of the area, worked with PBS and the whole nine yards. But that that caused its own change, uh, being a part of the community, making new friends and those, you know, personal connections moving here. And you returned to Cookville fairly recently as well. Isn't that right? I did. I was a class of 2012 at Tech and loved my time on campus. And then I spent the last 10 years uh, in Washington, D.C. and uh, enjoyed that experience as well, but really had this desire to get back to Cookville, be a part of the university again, and and to be closer to my family uh, who lives outside of Nashville. And so this was really the perfect opportunity to do that. And I've, I've joked that uh, I feel like I really waited and watched for this exact opportunity uh, to, to come available. And when it did, 
I, I don't know that I've ever written a cover letter so fast. I don't remember what I said uh, exactly, but uh, I'm glad that somebody thought it was halfway decent and, and really glad to be here working on this project now with you. Oh, it's been great for me too. Now, I know one of the reasons we're both excited about this podcast is the people that we get to talk to. We ask them very personal questions and we learn from their answers. And we're starting right out of the gate with two really big names. That's right. We got to speak with Cookville Mayor Lauren Wheaton and Tennessee Tech's Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Robert Owens. And they, they were both generous with their time. Uh, really can't think of two better people to kick off this show. And um, I, I mean, each of them had really profound, interesting things to say. I think maybe the biggest surprise for me was what uh, Mayor Lauren Wheaton said she would be doing for a career if she were not the mayor of Cookville. Okay, you're you're gonna have to understand. You're gonna have to listen to the end because there is a rocket job description involved in there somewhere, and uh, it's hilarious. Yeah, and Dr. Rob had a lot of really interesting things to share about uh, the fulfillment that he gets from coaching. Uh, really, how meaningful that has been to him. Uh, some of the challenges that come with uh, being in a role like chief diversity officer today. Uh, I mean, this is somebody who has a, a decades-long connection to tech, came here as a freshman in 1993, has worked here for the better part of 20 years, uh, really has uh, a compelling story, and we appreciate his time. And such a humble and lovable guy. So let's get right to our interviews. And up first, we have Mayor Lauren Wheaton. Welcome to College Town Talk. We are kicking off our first episode with the mayor of Tennessee's college town herself, Lauren Wheaton. Now, Lauren, you are a native of Mississippi, uh, and it says that you and your family came to Cookville in 2013. So you were elected, and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you were elected to the Cookville City Council in 2018 as vice mayor and was elected again in 2022 as our city mayor. Now, you have quite the history in your background. You have been an emergency room nurse, which probably feels a lot like being in politics, <laughs> ready for anything. And uh, you also work as a nurse practitioner. So first off, thank you for that. Uh, you obviously have a passion for public service, caring for people, uh, taking care of problems, all those great skill sets that you need in a city mayor. But you've also been a public servant in the fact that you have served on the local hospital board, the board of the Upper Cumberland Family Justice Center, the board of the Upper Cumberland Child Advocacy Center, and even a Girl Scout troop leader, which I really salute you for that one. I have done that one as well, and that is no small job. Now, these are just to name a few. Uh, you and your husband, Wade, uh, you're the proud parents of two children, the adorable Kennedy and Palmer. <laughs> and I happen to know they really like Cream City ice cream when they're on my side of uh, the West Side downtown. Now, Mayor Wheaton, welcome to College Town Talk. Thank you so much for spending your time with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be a part of this. All right, now we're getting down to the hard stuff. Are you ready for your questions? I'm ready, yes. <laughs> now, your career journey 
has, of course, as we said, followed a very unique path. I know you've said that being a mayor was not something that you originally planned or aspired to. Can you take me back to the moment where maybe you first decided to enter public service and what was that decision process like for you? Well, I'm honestly not sure still how I got here, um, to be honest. But like you said, I'd served on a lot of those boards. I was getting active in my community. And once I really realized that this was where Wade and I were going to settle down, we put our roots down. This is where his business was, my business was. My kids were going to school here. I wanted to make sure that I was a part of the decisions that were happening in Kirkville. And a friend of mine actually suggested, he said, hey, why don't you run for city council? You're doing all these other things. Why don't you run? And I didn't even know what city council really was, what it looked like. And so I looked it up. And to be honest, I, I saw a picture of the city council members at the time. And it was five, you know, white older men. And I thought, hey, I myself up there and so I, I saw that as a challenge to say let me just see you know some representation on there and gathered a group of my friends and said hey let's do this so a bunch of moms at my dining room table we got together and grassroots formed this campaign team and were successful in you know getting elected as vice mayor that first time around and then the next time I, I knew I wanted mayor I was ready to step up in that leadership role position and so I went to it and was successful and and got you know the most votes and now get to serve as the mayor for Brookville. And uh, Mayor Wheaton, I was I was just thinking about how uh, you know anybody that lives here can walk out their door and see how Cookville is growing by leaps and bounds all the time. More people moving here, discovering Cookville for themselves, uh, new businesses opening up. So when you look at that that growth uh, that we've seen over the last few years, um, what are you what are you really most proud of, and to what extent has tech been a partner in that? Yeah, I'm really excited about the growth that's been happening here. And because of that growth, you know, our city has been able to take in more revenue. And with that revenue, we've actually been able to pay our employees more. That's one thing that I'm very proud of for the city of Cookville. And the way Tennessee Tech has helped that is, you know, we have students who work for the city, who come to work for the city. We have students who open up businesses here in Cookville. They provide other, you know, sources of revenue, sources of income, jobs. We've got, you know, tech students who are helping with the housing industry here. So all of those, you know, pipelines from tech coming into the community and helping in all those aspects has been able to help me achieve. Like I said, one thing that I'm really proud of it is being able to increase the pay for our citizens and especially the city employees. So tech has tech has been a huge part of that. I mean they have there's so much of the workforce that we have here in football, and I'm so thankful for that. Mayor, you spoke recently at Tennessee Tech's Women's Leadership Conference earlier this year, and you talked about how you are the only, uh, you're the second female mayor in Cookville's history. So you also shared how you've received encouragement and advice from our city's first female mayor, which I love because you went back to the roots and uh, you found a mentor and it's always important, you know, to, you don't want to repeat the, <laughs> the past and uh, you want to build on the future. So this was great. And that's, of course, Tennessee Tech alum and former student health services director, the lovely Jean Davis. And it was a great story of women supporting other women. What has that relationship since meant to you? And how can we make it easier for more women to step into these appropriate leadership roles? Yes, I knew that when I was running for city council, first of all, I needed to talk to someone who had been in it. Again, I'm a nurse practitioner. I had 
no uh, political background before this. And so I wanted to know what it would look like. Now I talked to some other council members, um, some former you know, men who had been on there and I appreciated their, their advice, but I knew with Jean, I needed someone who was gonna have the same experience that I was gonna have. I needed someone with that perspective. And the fact that she is a nurse, uh, she's a mom, there was so much to relate with her that it just was this natural fit. And so I, I spoke with her throughout the campaign. I still call her now to ask for advice because, you know, be, being a mom, being a wife, being a nurse practitioner, there are a lot of different, you know, things that we can bring to the table. And I knew that she had brought those to the table before. And so I would say, how is this received? You know, I'm looking at it this way. Is this the right way to look at it? Or do I need to look at it a different way? She was so encouraging about stepping up and, and stepping into that leadership role. And so by her being mayor, that let me know, hey, what's done it before? It's time for another woman to do it. And now what that's done and what I surely think it's done is it's shown other women, hey, you know, it, it can be done now. My, my daughter, for instance, she says she wants to be president now. And she says it like it's just like going and checking out a book at the library be president one day and I love that because she I hope that she's seen that I can do something that I've gone and and taken this step and I'm still a mom I'm still the wife I'm still the nurse practitioner I'm still the Girl Scout leader but I'm also doing a really big important thing and she sees that and so she thinks that's something that you know I could do this too and so by having more women in leadership roles I think that's what gets more women in leadership roles. We need to see those women in these strong roles. And by doing that, it just becomes a normal. That's kind of what I hope one day is that, you know, I'm not the second mayor, female mayor. There's there's more out there and that's what I want to see. And uh, Mayor Wheaton, I know that members of the Cookville City Council are limited to two terms, but something tells me that your uh, energy, your commitment to service is not going to just uh, run out in 2026. So uh, do you ever think about what's next and would you be a candidate for higher office in the future? So I'm actually very glad there are term limits. I think term limits are a good thing. I think it allows for fresh faces, fresh ideas to come in and to be honest, after eight years, I'm probably gonna need a little bit of a break. It's been wonderful, it's been eye-opening. I still love it, that's why I ran again. But after these eight years, I, I probably will take a little break. Um, again, still a Girl Scout Troop leader. I'm the dugout mom for my kids, you know, baseball team, so I still have lots of other areas to be involved in. My kids will be, you know, 11 and 12 at that time. And so I do wanna make sure that I take some time to really devote to them because there are nights that I'm not home you know, to put them to bed or miss a few things. But knowing me and my type A personality, I don't sit still very well. Uh, I have a feeling there's probably a few of us listening uh, who have that problem. And so I know I will be involved in something, maybe just PTO president. I'll go do that. But I, I will never say never because I also never said I would be a politician. And then here I am now. Now, we cannot let this conversation go by without asking a few rapid fire questions. And I think this is a lot of fun, maybe for me, because I know the questions. But here we go. Give us the first thing that pops into your mind. Number one, favorite place on Tennessee Tech's campus. Got to be the fit. We actually have a membership there and we take the kids and so doing rock climbing, playing some rocket ball, 
you know, hitting the court for some basketball, going upstairs in the treadmill workout. You, you can find everything there. My kids love it too. So the fifth is definitely my favorite place. <laughs> I agree. That is a great space. Now, number two, favorite hidden gem in Cookville. So many to pick from. I had a hard time. You know, if you want to do outdoors, I would say some of the waterfalls that you can go to are they're not really hidden anymore. Everyone knows about them now. But I love our local restaurants. That's something that, you know, my husband and I or the kids since uh, cooking has kind of been a, a thing that hasn't happened as often anymore. We love running to a local restaurant. Uh, the West Side, that's definitely an area that I love and grabbing dinner, walking around. Uh, it's just such a, it's such a great area, but it's not really hidden anymore. I think everyone kind of knows about it now. <laughs> that was a mayoral answer, I'm sure. Okay, now number three, finish this sentence. If I was not the mayor of Cookville or a nurse practitioner, I would be blank. Radio City Music Hall Rocket. Props <laughs> for the most creative answer of the day watching them on the Mason Thanksgiving Day Parade. I wanted to be one. Uh, it didn't happen. I think I may have passed the age limit on trying out, but if they ever had a an older generation of Rockettes, I would be there in a heartbeat trying. <laughs> so you and I are going to join the geriatric Rockettes when we're older. That's the retirement plan. Yes, yes. It comes with a health care for your hip replacement. Yes, I better start doing yoga now. Okay, and the age-old question, uh-oh, this is going to get you in trouble. Ralph's or Big O Donuts? Yes. <laughs> there you have it. She's a true politician. She's a natural, Jonathan. <laughs> and uh, finally, Mayor Wheaton, we, we like to end each interview by asking the same question, and that is, what is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? And I saw that, you know, I couldn't think of one way. I thought of so many different ways, honestly, like I said, from all the students who stay here in Cookville and either open up a business or become employees for, for businesses around here, students who end up working at the hospital and becoming, you know, the nurses, the doctors, the caretakers that we have, the partnership that Tech has with the city and getting things developed and, uh, you know, anything from infrastructure to welcome signs. There's just too many to name. There's not one way. Cookville and Tennessee Tech, you can't separate the two. They're, they're, they're really so deeply interwoven together that there's not just one thing that tech does that helps football out. They just, we work together. We're in a long-term relationship and I don't see us breaking up anytime soon. <laughs> well, Mayor Wheaton, thank you again for being our guest on the very first episode of College Town Talk. Thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute honor. I can't wait to hear who else I'll have on. And for our listeners, you can learn more about Mayor Wheaton and members of the Cookville City Council at cookville-tn.com. Welcome back to College Town Talk. We are honored to be spending time today with Tennessee Tech's Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Robert Owens, or as he's known to many on Tech's campus, Dr. Rob. Dr. Rob has four, count them, four degrees from Tennessee Tech and has served the university for 17 years in various leadership roles, including as Director of Minority Affairs, now known as Intercultural Affairs, Assistant Vice President for Student Affairs, and Interim Vice President for Student Affairs, culminating in his role today. As Tech's first full-time permanent Chief Diversity Officer, Dr. Rob works to promote accessibility and inclusivity across all areas of campus. 
Beyond his service to tech, Dr. Rob is the founder of the nonprofit Impact Cookville and serves on its board. He also serves on the boards of Highlands Residential Services and Impact Leadership. Dr. Rob and his wife, Dana, are the parents of five children. Dr. Rob, thank you for being our guest on the very first episode of College Town Talk. You're most welcome. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity. I really appreciate this. It's great. Dr. Rob, you have dedicated so much of your life to Tennessee Tech and the Cookville community. So we want to roll back the tape to 1993. We're taking a time machine today where it all began. Now, when you started out here as a freshman, what made you choose to attend Tech in the first place? Yeah, so <laughs> I had always wanted to go to the University of Tennessee and when it got close to, you know, I was in my senior year and, uh, you know, it was coming time to make a decision. Me being uh, so close to my family, being a little hesitant about going far away from home, which was really only about three and a half hours from Murfreesboro. Um, I started to get cold feet and I knew I was going to major in engineering and Tennessee Tech was a closer option. And it actually, my mom had taught, she had taught as an adjunct at Tennessee Tech. And so she knew some about the institution. Tech rose up the list quickly. And that's kind of how I ended up coming to Tennessee Tech. And, and really, at that time, I don't think any of us knew the jewel that Tennessee Tech was as an institution. We knew it was good. But uh, the the greatness of Tech, at least in my life, uh, what remained to be seen, but I'm so glad I made that choice. Well, uh, Dr. Rob, let's give a little bit of history here for our listeners, because while you were not the first chief diversity officer at Tennessee Tech, you are the first person to carry out this role in a permanent uh, full-time capacity and one that has now been elevated to a cabinet level position. So uh, you, you're still covering a lot of new ground here. As you look back over the last two years in this role, uh, what has that experience been like for you? Oh, it, it's been quite interesting. I, I have worked uh, for my entire higher edu higher education career um, it, it, in diversity, you know, but it, it's it's kind of grown over the years, if you will. And so, you know, I'm interested in this work. The way I was raised um, really sort of uh, gives me an internal affinity for this type of work, particularly the inclusion part of diversity, equity, and inclusion has really, it's been good for me. And so I like that part of the work is just, you know, and seeing other people that I was raised to be that way. And I was that way in, in middle school and high school. Um, I would typically see kids that other kids wouldn't see, um, particularly sometimes uh, kids that had disabilities. Sometimes I would, I would befriend those, those students. Um, so from, from that one little standpoint, this work is great for me. And like I said before, I've done a lot of work with diversity over the years. Uh, most of my work early on was around working with students of color um, and then engaging the campus uh, at large with different types of cultural experiences. Um, this role is, is broader. It's not just a student uh, focused role. It's student, faculty, staff, uh, community, um, alumni engagement, it's all wrapped up into this DEI work. And so 
it's much more challenging because it's broader. And another aspect that's been challenging is just the, the, legis- the government, state legislature, uh, federal government and Supreme Court um, ha- have made decisions around race and diversity uh, within the last, really going back to spring of 22, that has added some layers of complexity to how we do diversity work. And so um, it's it's exciting for me and many days it's fun, but it's very challenging now because um, we've got some different constraints that we're operating in as it relates to this work right now. Well, Dr. Rob, I can tell that you're passionate about your job and this role that you have been tasked with and your accomplishments yeah. here at Tech are many. But I know one that is particularly important to you was the establishment of the diversity champions in 2021. Can you tell our listeners a little more about what that is? Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah, in in the fall of 2020, there were some some cultural challenges that that we all will probably remember. and this was all behind, you know, we we're in the middle of, a, of an election, presidential election season. The pandemic was really uh, roaring at that time. And then we had we had some deaths that were very, uh, uh, very much publicized. George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery. And so for uh, many students and faculty, particularly black faculty and students and staff, um, just had emotional uh, challenges in, in coming back to school, you know, as we're scaling up from the pandemic and all of that stuff. And um, we had some very solid conversations that uh, President helped to lead. And he thought it would be good to form a um, really a, a racial equity task force. And he asked me to chair that, that team. And we looked at uh, really trying to come up with a couple of big bucket items that we could address quickly that would have reaching, far-reaching impact, we thought. And that group came up, the primary um, action item that we came up with um, as a move forward item was this diversity champions item. Um, and so basically what the diversity diversity champions are it's folks that represent one one or more individuals that represent every major academic and administrative area on our campus so that includes all of our academic colleges and then um, all of the areas that are led by uh, vice presidents and those folks that are at the cabinet table and so we have 20 plus diversity champions and they're primary task is simply to help their college or their department or their division think more about diversity and inclusion and 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 help that move forward in their respective areas. And so, you know, we've had diversity councils in the past, but those groups had never, you know, we never had this many folks and we never had sort of somebody that was tasked to lead this work in a certain area on that campus. And, and uh, so that was kind of what was unique about that. And it's been really exciting. And, and also part of that group, we have some folk who do diversity 
as diversity type work as their job, folks such as Acharya Campbell, who is uh, Intercultural Affairs and Student Engagement Director, folks like Dr. Chester Gold, who is the Director for the Accessible Education Center, um, Dr. Helen Hunt, who is the Director of the Women's Center. Some of those folks are um, diversity and inclusion and equity type people that may not be representing a certain academic area or unit, but they do the work as their full-time job. And so it's just a great group. And uh, so that means we now have 20 something people who um, in some shape or form are more mindful about diversity and, and moving that forward at the university. So I think it's a great, a great thing. Uh, Dr. Rob, I think one of the things that is unique about your history with tech and the role you serve in now is that uh, when you talk to prospective students of diverse backgrounds about the value of uh, a tech degree and the kind of experience that tech provides, uh, I know that it's personal to you and it comes from a place of, of firsthand knowledge. So when you're at an event like uh, Race to Tech, for example, and you're telling a prospective student about what they can expect to find here, uh, what do you tell them? Uh, first and foremost, I'll talk about family atmosphere. Uh, I was just talking with um, the, uh, I did the opening welcome at one of our last orientation sessions, which we call SOAR at the university. And uh, I sort of share my experience with those parents and students, incoming students. And I talk about coming here. It was literally 30 years ago this summer that I came here for orientation as a freshman. And and I and I told those parents just the other day that, you know, we recruit when we recruit some of the things that you'll hear admissions counselors talk about um, is the uh, family atmosphere that you feel at Tennessee Tech. And I told those folks, I said, the family atmosphere, I'm a living witness. It's real. It's not just something that we talk about just to recruit students here and make parents feel comfortable to send their student here. Um, it is the real deal. And I think um, it's even more important when we're talking about recruiting students of color. Um, I can say that, you know, I'm a, I'm a black man that I have four degrees from this institution, you know, undergrad all the way through the doctorate. And I can honestly talk about the good family atmosphere that we have here. Now, are there some challenges? Certainly there are some challenges, but I can authentically and honestly say that we have a great family atmosphere. Um, that's one part of the that, that question, Jonathan and Shane. Another, another response to that or second answer is, when I look at Tennessee Tech graduates, um, we tend to be successful. We, we're, and it's not just engineers that we graduate. When you talk to employers, um, they, they speak highly of Tennessee Tech graduates being ready to work. And I, I think that has a lot to do with the rigor of the institution, but that we nurture students and we train them uh, to roll their sleeves up and go and engage and, and, and do well in their craft and, and also to hopefully be good citizens. And so I think that's, that's another reason why um, Again, Tennessee Tech is a great choice. Is that we graduate students that are ready to work, and you know I'm a living witness to that. I've had some, I've had great work experiences, and a lot of that has to do with my experience um, at Tennessee Tech. And 
you know, I've had a chance to work with a lot of alumni, y'all, over the years. And, you know, I've got friends of all ethnicities, but I've got uh, some of my close friends are black. And when, when and, and so I look at my alumni friends of color and then the many, 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 many students that I've been able to work with over the last 17 years, I see success. I see people going out and working as teachers, um, business people, obviously engineers, coaches, and I see a high level of success that I would put up against any uh, institution in the state of Tennessee, including the private institutions, right? And, and so that's kind of anecdotal, but I'm telling you what I've seen. And so that's what I, that's what I, when I talk at Race to Tech or I'm doing recruiting and, and talking to folk about TTU, those are the types of things that I talk about. Well, and Dr. Rob, we're seeing that here as well, working with uh, lots of graduates and interns from tech, and they are a high caliber of employee, and we we are so grateful to have that resource. Now, beyond your day-to-day yeah. work as Chief Diversity Officer, you're involved with so many other projects, both on and off campus. You're the director for the annual Boys State program. You emcee the Window of the World event, the Celebration of Excellence Awards, and you serve on so many nonprofit boards and the list goes on and on. Of all your extra responsibilities and we'll call them side hustles, uh, what do you find most rewarding? <laughs> oh, oh gosh. Outside of, of university work, one, I'm definitely going to mention, you know, being, being a local pastor um, and, and seeing the fruit from that work is has been has been very good for me. Um, it's fulfilling, but being able to see people's lives change. And then, you know, and we get students that worship with us as well and seeing students come in as a freshman and do good at Tennessee Tech and be a part of the church and then go out and do great work. That's really great. For me, um, but another thing that's not mentioned, um, and it's it's not even on my 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 resume or my my curriculum vita. You know, I've been coaching in the local community for years. My oldest child is twenty now, and so I've been coaching since she was probably five. So fifteen years I've been coaching local community. That that's probably the thing that is right up there with church work for me because I've now been able to see some of these same young people that I coached, I've coached uh, along the way. Um, I'm starting to see them come to Tennessee Tech and to be able to, and this just speaks to how I am. I'll get back to diversity just right, right, right here real quick. I know we got to wrap up, but you know, I've had a couple of my uh, guys that I've coached for years alongside my oldest son, who is, uh, he's 19 and a college student. Some of those boys are coming as freshmen this year. And these are boys I've seen grow up and to be able to call them down during my SOAR presentation. And I'm talking about diversity and say, this, this young man right here, if you wanna know what diversity and inclusion is really about, our skin color is clearly not the same because I'm talking about white kids, right? Oh, but they're like sons to me. Um, and so that's how I view, I view diversity beyond just skin color or ethnicity um, or gender. I, it's, it's beneath that, um, beneath the, the skin level, if you will. Um, but just 
being able to put my arm around young men and now they're able to come to my alma mater. Um, but I've got great relationship because I met them and have been in, influential in their lives for, you know, eight, nine, ten years. That's that's just amazing to me. Um, so, yeah, it's my coaching hat, I think. is <laughs> It's coaching and pastoring hat. They're, they're right up there that just give me joy, y'all. And finally, Dr. Rob, we like to end each interview by asking the same question. What is one way that Tennessee Tech has impacted your life? Oh, Jonathan, that's that's a softball pitch, my friend. Um, it's e- easily, I could say, okay, four degrees, right? I could have said one, I could have just been an engineer and would have had a successful career being a tech engineer, but I got four degrees that have helped um, you know, me parlay that into a successful career in higher education, but also to be a successful person in the community and helping make change for the better. That's easy. Um, but what you would not necessarily uh, find in my uh, resume or Vita is that this is a place I met my wife. Of We've been married for, it'll be almost three decades. And we've got five children and we've been able to do a lot of work together. But this is a place I met my wife. I met her my freshman year, uh, uh, probably about two weeks in my freshman year. And um, and then, you know, we ended up um, forming a relationship three years after that. And um, the rest is history. Right. So, yeah, that's what Tennessee Tech allowed me to meet my bride and and find a great career. And this is also the place that I found a relationship with the Lord as well. Um, so um, I stopped just short of saying that Tennessee Tech has um, been the most important thing in my life. I, I won't say that because I'm going to go God first and then my parents and my wife. But this is where I met my wife. So Tennessee Tech is right up on that list. And I say that with all honesty, y'all. Um, I love this university. You cut me open, I bleed purple and go. Well, Dr. Rob, it sounds like you owe tech a lot, (laughs) a big debt of gratitude. I I love your story. I love uh, to see and feel how much you love your job. You love your family. You love this community. It's an honor to know you. And thank you for being our guest on the premiere episode of College Town Talk today. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, It's been my pleasure and privilege. We want to thank Mayor Wheaton and Dr. Rob for kicking off our show. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please take a moment to like, review, and share. Join us again next week for more conversations from right here in Cookville, Tennessee's college town.